I had just turned to go back into my office when I heard a happy squeal from the reception area. My curiosity peaked. I headed down the hallway to see what the commotion was all about. In the reception area, Valentine Inc.'s go-to gal, Suze Ruggieri, sat behind her desk, her eyebrows raised so high they nearly disappeared into her dark chestnut hairline. She knew all my family's secrets, including the biggies like the fact that my father used his psychic ability to find his client's true love, that I used my psychic gift to reunite lost loves and help solve missing person cases for the Massachusetts State Police, and that I had an illegitimate brother the public didn't yet know about. She gave a quizzical shrug about the scene playing out before us. A man was bent over Orlinda's wheelchair, and she appeared to be squeezing the life out of him, but on closer look it was just a hug. Can't breathe, the man gasped. Orlinda laughed, a loud barking sound. Oh, you, she said, playfully pushing him away. When he stood, I tried not to be taken aback. He was six feet of striking man, long, lean, and muscled in all the right places, brown hair, grass-green eyes. He wore nicely fitting dark jeans and a black t-shirt. There was a dangerous edge about him that had me easily picturing him as special ops or career criminal. His presence screamed bad boy, especially with the deep scar that ran along his jawline. I noticed he had a black gym bag on the love seat and wondered what was in it. Machine guns, grenades? Lucy, Orlinda said, whirling around. Have you met Jeremy Cross? The name triggered recognition. I'd never met the man, but he was my newest lost loves client. Not yet, I said, inwardly cringing as I reached out to shake his hand. Lucy and Suze, this is Jeremy, Orlinda said. His rough, calloused hand grasped mine in a firm, quick shake. I saw nothing and let out the breath I was holding. Suze gave him a finger wave. I noticed a newspaper was spread open on her desk. She'd been reading the biggest story around, the serial arsonist who was on a fiery spree. Really, everyone in the city had been reading the story. Three weeks, four fires, all set after midnight. The last one had almost claimed the life of an elderly man. So far, there had been no link found between the cases, and the randomness had put everyone on edge. We've met, he said, smiling at Suze. Informally. Suze, a happily married woman, giggled like a schoolgirl. His smile, his voice, either one could make a girl's knees weak, and had, obviously, with Suze since she remained seated. What was it about women loving bad boys? I, thankfully, was somewhat immune. I had Sean. Jeremy, I'm surprised to run into you here, Orlinda said. He lifted a dark eyebrow. Are you really? Ah, so he knew about Orlinda's psychic abilities. I gave him another once-over. Someone had to do it. Was it possible he was psychic as well? There was no way for me to know unless someone enlightened me. Lucy, Jeremy is a former student of mine. Someone like Orlinda. I had no doubt she had tapped into my thoughts better mine than Suze's. I could only imagine with the goo-goo look in her eyes what she was thinking. Jeremy sat down on the couch so he was at eye level with Orlinda. A nice gesture, I thought. She once mentioned how she hated craning her neck to look up at people. A student like me? 
I walked over and sat in the chair opposite Jeremy. Eyeing his bag, I was dying to know what was in it, and hoped it was something more interesting than gym clothes. The reception area wasn't nearly as hot as the back offices. Sue's had window fans in place to help stir the stale air. Sidewalk noises drifted up. People talking, horns honking, traffic along Charles Street. From up here on the second floor, I had a clear view of the public garden and some of Boston Common. The heat wave had brought out tourists in droves. Orlinda said, Exactly like you.